Well, we never know exactly when we're alive, but it says now that we're alive. The Michael is back to night. We are back tonight. It's Wednesday. It's a regular episode on the Michael A. tonight. And this is a very, very, very special episode. And I'm very, very, very proud to announce shortly the guest who's here with us tonight. Yes. Before we do that, really quick, I'd like to introduce the video sponsors of this podcast who make this happen all. We got the one and only Halfway Motors Monster is with us today. And can you click this? Yes, thank you. It's Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. The CX-50 is indeed in stock now. Click on that highlight in the stories. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Joshua, I'm going to get you a test drive. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go. Oh, yes, that's the one. Oh, those are nice teaser shots from the side. And there it is, the interior of the screen. Oh, that's how I would look like when I drive that off-road. Yes, it's three inches wider. It's so beautiful. It's in stock now. They have two. Maybe they already sold. I don't know. You've got to check that online right now. You can do that. Get out of there for a second. There should be also a reel. They just did a reel, I think. Okay. I just really want to show that car because it's absolutely amazing. There you go. Yeah. Which color would you pick? Ooh, this one or? I'll go with the black. You go with the black or with this color? Ooh, that's good. That's nice. I think this car can like pull it away with those fenders too. It's like it actually. I'm gonna keep the tape on it. Oh. I'm gonna keep all that on. (laughs) You yeah, because then you don't yeah, it's protection, right? Mm Mm-hmm. There it is. Ah, available now. And where can you get it in test drive right now? Halfway Motors, Mazda. Go on that homepage and check out that location. Okay, you you got it ready in the separate window. It's 867 Tungsten Street. The map is here, off by Moral. Then you go on Lithium and right by TBTL. Look, we show it all. Yeah, Halfway Motors, Mazda. All this episode of the podcast brought to you, boy, afloat. Manage your stress and reduce your pain today. Your experience in a flotation tank is about peace and relaxation. It's almost deep meditation kind of stuff. It's good stuff. No tension, weightless. It's like in space, but better because it's warm. The water is salty. It's good for your skin. It matches your body temperature. And you just disconnect. However, you can leave the lid open. You don't have to close it. You leave the light on. You can do that. You don't have to go all dark and out there. I do that. I close the lid. I can turn off the light. I turn off the light inside the room. And then I lay there for 90 minutes. And I tell you, it's like 10 minutes. And I don't know what happened. And it's the best possible time to reset, disconnect. And that's what you can do right now. Book your appointment at 767-3529. That's a flow down. 179 Algoma Street. The one and only in the Bay and Algoma District. Ready for you. Book online. Three rooms. So easy online. So easy. Do it now. And go and check it out if you've never floated. Intro float. Intro float and membership. Check it all out. Also, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Vince at VinceMirabelli.com. The one and only real estate broker delivering results to you that I definitely do like. I've been working with Vince together and he is all that I have been. I've been absolutely blown away sometimes and i'm happy and you know i want you to have that same experience and i can vouch for vince that he does make that happen he has seven properties for sale right now current listing 
online there are a couple more and he still has that island don't wait too long it might go quick now now that's it's warming up you know but you can also check out the 1505 rankin street new listing 299.9 three bats two bats two south size bungalow on a full-size lot updated kitchen bath and flooring lower level complete rec room large for three day bedroom plus three piece bath Woo! check it out give him a call right now four seven six one seven six five or email him at vince at vincemarabelli.com also this episode of the podcast is brought to you by e-local pizza so when you drive to the house you gotta go first by 801 red river road and you pick up yourself a big pizza preferable the pierogi pizza because you gotta dip that in sour cream oh yes that's the one and only way the pierogi pizza only in thunder bay available only at eat local pizza that's 100 percent true i believe now that one goes for $29.99. It's extra large only and it's perfected to perfection. If I could say another word with perfection, I would throw that in there, but I cannot. It's ready for you now. You call 767-0000 auto online. Seven days a week, 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Raphael's tailing. Again, he's I'm fully equipped with the bow tie, the clip-on, it's so easy, so comfortable, nice and easy. He has a little retail store. Exciting things are happening for Raphael. Call him now at 476-0669 to book your appointment if for fitting or alterations. And if you need a quote, you can always call him. He will tell you come in person because he likes to really appreciate what you bring to him. And he is trained in Italy. He is a master tailor. And he makes suits to measure shirts too. If you have really short arms like I do when I do selfies, it doesn't work. My shirt doesn't work. So you got to go to Raphael because he can help you. That's on Tungsten Street, Unit 3. What is it? Across the Persian, man. We got the address ready. 905 Tungsten Street, Raphael's tailing for those cut from a different class. Hashtag fine tailing for men and women and everybody else. All right, let's go. This is episode 200. I honestly don't know. 200. Why don't we have those numbers in there? This is like the second time. I think, you know, we had a couple cancellation. Oh. Yeah. And so we lost the numbers. So excuse myself for a second, because I'm going to make this sure that I'm going to get this correct. You had Prince on yesterday. See, this is a beautiful live show. Do you feel pressure? I don't feel any pressure. <laughs> we got 246, 247, 248. This is episode 248. Tonight, the Mark is back. The one and only. Please give it up to Kate Passinelli. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to. Michael Lady. Michael Lady. Yeah, I tried that good. Yep. Uh, DJ Whirlwind. You know him? No. Okay. I like it. And one time production. They say this happened. DJ Whirlwind was on. He has this huge table. And then he's like, he's, he, like he was scrap, scrapping? Scratching. Scratching. He was scratching not the table, but his. The turntables. Yeah. Did you ever want to be a DJ? Never wanted to be a DJ. When did you know that what you wanted to be? Did you have like a dream, something like? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was younger, and I was uh, here doing stuff for Lakehead Modeling. Oh. And then I really liked fashion, and oh. then I started working at Le Chateau, and then 
my dream was to be a buyer for Le Chateau. That was mm. that was as big as I dreamed, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I went to university uh, at Ryerson. Oh. In Toronto. Ooh. Yeah, uh, for fashion communication. So I got a bachelor in design. Wow. And then Did from you, there. One second, one started. second. You were like, oh. That's like so many points I want to talk about. I know. <laughs> Did you do you like the new Disney movie from the woman with the black and the white hair? Uh, Cruella Deville. Yeah. Do, do you like the new one? I haven't seen it. You haven't. Seen I've been the new meaning one yet? to watch it. No, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, because it's that one is about design a little bit. Right? Yeah. And more too. But ooh. Yeah. Now I gotta watch it. You gotta check it out and let me know. I will. Okay. Okay. Wow. You. How many years do you have to study design? Uh, four years. Four years. So I actually, I don't really know anything about fashion design, but it was, uh, the communication was, or the uh, the degree was about fashion communication. So it was about architecture, photography, mm. interior design, you know, graphic design, oh. anything that encompasses kind of like the creative world of fashion and television and mm -hmm. video and all that kind of stuff. Like so life. you can kind of like branch off to do anything from mm. there. Wow. So. Yeah. You know, I'm like, interior design is hard. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> because sometimes you walk into houses and you're like, damn. Yeah. I saw a listing recently. It's not in town. It was in Nipigon. And they had a knight statue in the living room. And it was a small living room. And I was like, damn, I would have taken that out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I remember those things. Yeah. What was the craziest thing you have ever seen in like when you walk into a house? In a house? Oh like, man. Like for interior design. And that like with good give with good humor, right? There's all kinds of things. Things from throwing, you know, throwbacks. There's you know, this I still see some like fur covered toilets. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, the ones with the carpet on the top. What do or they the call it that one? That, 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 that has a special name. Oh, right? I don't know, but okay. it's uh yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty, That's cool. pretty gross. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not googling it. Mm. <laughs> there was a house on sale on High Street, I think, two years ago, and it had a pink toilet. Yeah, you remember that? I don't remember that, but I see the colored. I yeah. I bought a house with the blue toilet okay. and the blue sink and the blue tub to match. That's you know? amazing. It's got to all match and go together, right? Yeah, and you don't want to switch the toilet because then all the other things don't match. That's anymore. right. Wow, wow. So you, I feel like interior design. You have to, you have to be. You have to be good at telling combinations and colors. Yeah, but I think if you know the principles of design, like I learned in fashion, you can kind of apply mm. it to anything, whether it's graphic design, oh. whether it's photography and you're, you know, pulling together a shoot or an ad campaign. Like there's so many things you can kind of, once you have that foundation, mm. you can really, Oh. yeah. Wow. So that's why I think like all things that I've learned and even in my degree, even though I was in a different career before, it's so transferable mm -hmm. to what I do now you know, with marketing and yeah, I agree houses and rental, my rental properties, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm, yeah. Renovation. Renovations. Hello. Hello. Yeah. You posted about that. Yes. Yeah. 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 We are doing a lot of renovations right Hands now. Hands on for you? Yeah. Wow. Hands yeah. dirty for you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> all hands like on so that. many different sides, you know, you can <laughs> put on the aisles and then you're, you know, in the You did the kitchens, right? Yeah, you do the some kitchen? kitchens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just like painted the cabinets and mm. put new hardware on and new flooring and yeah, we just transformed it. It's it's crazy what like a little bit of paint can do just when you're kind of cleaning things up, painting things white, like adding that value. 
um, it really goes a long way, even when it's a rental. Yes. What is timeless design for you? Simple, classic, white, beautiful, mm. you know, not too busy, not too, you know, not too anything, just, just simple, clean, beautiful. Mm. Well, I think that like, like always goes a long way. Yeah. Clean, right? Everybody likes clean. Oh. Easy to understand, relates to everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get that. I feel like, you know, design is almost like it shifts us too. Because like mm -hmm. in car with cars, right? Yeah. And with fashion, right? It all, it's changing and comes True. into interior design. It's all but we, stems from. Would we really realize though that the design like is changing? Wouldn't we like, because cars are updated every like three, four, five years, right? Right. And then somebody buys a new car and you drive the old one and you're like, damn, this design sucks. Yeah. And the, but it wouldn't suck if you, they don't release new cars anymore. What do you think? I think people get bored and want change regardless, right? Yeah. And that's just kind of a part of. I get, that's, I, yeah, I can really do and that. And sometimes it's just like, you know, we bring back something old and then it's fresh again, right? It's just changing that up and. Mm -hmm. I agree. 100%. Yeah. I think like that's the beauty of life too. Because, you know, it's not always the same. Mm -hmm. You can change it. And design is like live. But that's like marketing too, right? Like marketing makes you want to change things. In what way? Like if you're being marketed as whatever, they're advertising all these new and fancy things, right? You're going to want that new thing, even if you just oh, got something, right? Yes. So it doesn't matter what that's applied to, mm -hmm. whether it's a new house or mm -hmm. new clothes or whatever, new mm -hmm. car. Yeah. Damn, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Bernard Thompson says, love the Michael related shows. Thank you, Bernard. He just he just set another record. You know him? No. He's a Thunder based one of Thunder based finest strongmen. Oh. Yeah, and he did uh he did some kind of pull. Joshua, you've seen it, right? No. No. Pull up his profile on Instagram. He, you know, he's big. We have a couple guys. Max, he's he's like third strongest man in the world. Wow. And then Sam, she just she she won something at the Arnold's. So it's crazy what like what what we have here mm -hmm. in this town and what people do and where they go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bernard Thompson, Bernard Thompson. I w I would send you the handle later. Okay. Yeah, Joshua, you are awesome. Couldn't do this without you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to recognize people, right? I think so. Yeah. How easy is that for you? You know, do you have somebody you work with, or is it everything is on you? I work with a lot of people. Okay. So I think a part of growing is a part of trusting other people to do part of your business so that you can grow and do, you know, the one thing that you're really good at better. So it's like, I work with, I work with Damien, I work with Dan, mm. I work with these great photographers and videographers, right? And it's like, I know how to do photos. I know how to do videos. I'm training that. I have a degree, you oh. know, in that. I have a background in, in that, but I, I know that they're even better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I can create that same experience every single time and they're going to do it even better then why wouldn't i utilize all these other people so that i can focus on you know my relations with my clients and mm. doing that important thing is what i need to do so photographers videographers um i you know even some staging stuff even though i can do all that um i you know work with social media marketing people i, I bring in people from all aspects oh, wow. nice. you know even sometimes contractors or whatever mm -hmm. yeah. it makes you stronger 
I think so. Yeah. I think so. And it allows you to grow, right? Because otherwise I'm going to be too consumed with mm -hmm. all of those things that take up a lot of time. How is that possible? Right. So even though it costs a lot of money to let that out, but I think that I create a, a better service for my clients and really mm -hmm. that's what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah. I agree with that hundred percent. So, and then it's consistent, right? Like every time it doesn't matter if I'm selling a $200,000 house or a million dollar house, I want to provide that million dollar service every mm -hmm. single time and be consistent. Yes. Because yes. that's why people hire me, right? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. People know. People know. That's what people want. They want that same same yeah. service, right? N news travels fast. That's right. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. It's just like one sentence and then, okay, good. Look her up. Okay, here you are. You have a, you even have a YouTube channel. Well, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. You, you should show it because it's good content. YouTube is uh, one of the hardest platforms to grow. Yeah. I, w I would think because I like, I'm like, I'm struggling. Honestly, YouTube is just like, it's a really, I think YouTube is the most powerful social media platform, but also the most hardest to grow. And you have your beautiful homepage. I absolutely yeah, thank, love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Worked hard on that. Yeah. Did you like, how easy is that for you to, to, to finalize this? web page it's never finalized <laughs> you know that, and that's the thing about a, we, a website or a business it's I always like growing and changing and it's supposed to always be evolving it's mm -hmm. never supposed to be one platform right i like that mindset a lot yeah yeah because then you you stay on your toes yeah and i think like when you're a creative person like the job is never Mm. You know, like it's like there's always more. There's always more you can do. If you have more time, you just put more and more into it just because you can. Okay. When did you go into real estate then? So six, eight, well, kind of got introduced about eight years ago. Okay. So, um, yeah, funny story. Mm. Not really, but yeah, so I was working in Toronto. I'm born and raised here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Went to Toronto for school, stayed there for 10 years, had a career crazy career in fashion and television oh. yep worked for uh so you think you dance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like you you Canada's sent me a text you yeah of a few things that i yeah you did dabbled like, in. you did something with mtv too yeah yeah so i uh i got uh an internship for canada's next top model to be the assistant to the creative director crazy which was like i never had an internship for this was my first thing i was just going in for the experience didn't think i'd get it because it was like you know fourth year girls i was competing against and all of a sudden they chose me wow. so i was like okay but it was a full-time internship so i had to drop out of third year basically for two months mm. to be able to commit to this internship on the show right because you're working like seven days a week it's full-time like it was pretty crazy but it was like an amazing experience okay Something I couldn't really pass up. Um, I didn't talk to my parents about it. They were in Mexico and I had to make the decision. Right. So I talked right. to my teacher about it. He told me I should go for it and I mm. should just drop the classes, make it up in the summer and he would help, you okay. know, get extensions oh. and do all the stuff. So I just did. Nice. And then I just, can, you know, uh, immersed myself into that. And it was probably one of the best, craziest experiences of my entire life. It's a different world, right? It was a completely different <laughs> world. I was working on photo shoots every day. We were working top models. I was... In New York, I was actually in Canada's Next Top Model as a stand-in model at one point. Wow. Um, doing a shoot in front of the, um, what is it, the Empire State Building nice. on the top of the building. Really? Yeah. So it was, it was just wild. It was, <laughs> I was working with all kinds of really cool yeah, people. That's um, amazing. 
It was really cool. And then from there, the producer that I was working with, he took me, he took me to, uh, introduced me on Canada or on So You Think You Can Dance Canada. Mm-hmm. So from there, I ended up getting an so internship there. So you think there. you can dance yeah. Canada. Yeah. Wow. Did you dance? I tried to. You Did you I'm ever? It wasn't a great, no. Okay. Did you just try, like, did you dance salsa or something? Like no. some people take those classes. No, right? no, I never did it. I just watched, like, just watched the dancers. Okay. I worked in wardrobe. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So behind the scenes and wardrobe. And then from there, I uh, got a job as like an assistant. So I was assistant to Leah Miller, mm. you know, and she was the host of the show. And then mm. I was working as a competitive coordinator. What and do you do as an assistant? traveled with them. Like as a co? Like, what like do you do? Are you... anything and everything. Okay. It's, it's not always that glamorous. You mm. know, working in the TV world, I worked, one time I worked 42 hours straight with like a two hour break wow. in between. Like it was like 6 a.m. till four in the morning back at 6 a.m. till the next midnight like it, it's crazy mm-hmm. when you work on live tv it's yeah. just it's it's going live and you just have to go with it and it's until co- you know wow so that was really intense mm-hmm. um but i worked for them for three seasons three seasons three seasons yeah i traveled to canada with them wow and um that was really cool what is that what what how would you break down the seasons into time like two three like months four yeah Okay. Four months, four yeah. months. Okay. Because you have the, yeah, you, you travel Canada, you do the auditions, and then, then there's the live show, which is like another three months and going through all, all those live weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Competitors and, wow. yeah, getting eliminated. And then, Do you yeah. like live shows? It's really intense. You know, I, I, I think I've, I've done a few live shows, like Marilyn Dennis. Mm-hmm. I was a stylist uh, on the show live, so you're doing like a 10-minute segment, all planned, all coordinated and you know that was like one of the most intense moments of my life i think too i don't think i enjoy it it's a little bit much i mean i think that's something you probably get good at with time yeah you forget Um, about it right do you forget about it or was it always there ah i don't know it was just it was a lot right Mm, okay doing that yeah I, i probably can't imagine but then I was doing like smaller segments were fine. Like I did some styling for ET Canada mm. uh, for their makeover series and just mm. like little segments and stuff. So that was fine. I was doing that like on air and wow. yeah, having to talk and script and everything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into the behind the scenes that you don't even see. Yeah, you never Right. You think it all looks seamless. But mm. I remember the first time we were doing uh, like um, the, just the kind of the preview doing a practice role play before the show went live. Yeah. And my model came out and I literally went blank. Like no words came out. And they're like, this is why we do like, you know, this is why we do a rehearsal. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but my models didn't have the right clothes on. So I couldn't talk about it cause I couldn't see it. And uh, I just totally, you know, uh, so, yeah. but then the live one came and everything flowed and yeah. it was, that was all really good. Yeah. You strike me like a really professional. You know what you're doing. Well, yeah. You try to make it look like yeah. you just make it till you right. make it sometimes, right? And right. Yeah. yeah. How much is, uh, how old would you say? How much of it is real in the live show? In the live show, how much is real? Um, I think a lot of it is real. Like even on Canada's Next Top Model, like it's real. But the thing is, okay, it's a modeling competition, mm-hmm. right? But then the producers will say it's a TV show before it's a modeling competition. Mm-hmm. So they can still manipulate the situation to be what they want or get out what they want out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's priority number one. Okay. And then the modeling competition of who wins or whatever is the second priority, yeah. which the viewers would see at the opposite. Right. It's, right. So it's kind of puts a different spin on it. And like yeah. the producers can ask you the same question five times, five different ways to get the answer 
that they want of how you to say it. And mm -hmm. then they'll use that. So when you're watching it real time behind a scene, it's, um, it's totally different. Okay. You can tell a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you can see what the producers are doing to mm -hmm. get what they want. And then afterwards, you know, the models or the contestants are like, damn, like they got me. Like I was trying so hard not to say whatever. And then they, they got me right. Because yeah. they're good at it. Yes. So yeah, they are. That's a fan facet. But there's like, there's reality show TV. Then I did stuff for MTV. Like there's just so many different worlds, you know. And then you had enough. Well, yeah, I, then I wanted to get out of TV for a little bit because it's very intense. You work like four months, six days a week, and it's just a lot. You don't really have a life outside of that. You're working super long days, but then you might have four months off, right? Because you're in between shows or you might jump to another show for a bit if there's something or you might not. Like it kind of mm -hmm. just depends what's going on. So I wanted something a little bit more consistent. So then from there, um, I got hired as the fashion editor for the Hudson's Bay Company. Mm. So I worked for them for a couple of years and I was basically doing their styling, their art direction, producing photo shoots for their online blog and social media. That's crazy. Yeah, it was really crazy. So it's kind of like a jack of all trades because we were a small team. And, um, and so from there, I really liked working in the styling, working on photo shoots. That was kind of like the best part of the job. So then um, I decided to go freelance. Uh, so I got repped by an agency, which was Platino Group. So they rep models, they rep hairstylists, makeup artists, fashion stylists, prop stylists. So then they would basically book me out on all the jobs to do photo shoots. Okay. So then I was basically, yeah, freelance and people could hire me to do different jobs. So then I would do like, I would style for a music video or style for a commercial or an ad campaign. So I did like all the billboards for like Toronto for like Fairview Mall and wow. um, Denty Nice. I styled their ad campaign. Um, yeah. Wow. So yeah, I worked for, yeah, Joe Fresh, Sears Catalog. I don't, you probably, I don't know, even know Joe if you know Fresh. what that is. Joe Fresh? But Sears Catalog. Sears Catalog? <laughs> it was like a ah. wish book catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know him. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, uh, yeah, did, you know, styling for the Bay, styling for all those, all those companies. So mm. I did, yeah, I worked for all like the big companies in Did you Toronto. develop a style? Like, you know, like some I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain, yeah, there's definitely, you could see consistency. And I felt like I was, you know, creative and fashionable, but really like I catered to a commercial style, which I did that pur purposefully so that I could book commercial advertising clients because they were the highest paying. Yes. Right? So, sure. you know, you could do the most creative stuff in the world, but like that's not going to book you that job. Right. That's actually going to pay you the money. Yeah. So you kind of have to be a certain, mm -hmm. you know, I tried to be a little bit more commercial so that I could book those real jobs. Right. Yeah. Right? You got to live. Yeah. Got to um, pay those bills. Yeah. One, uh, one cool job that I did, I actually styled um, Meghan Markle, mm. who's the princess. Mm. for yeah married to harry so this was before she uh yeah was married to him but i i so styled that, yeah. her for a men's magazine okay so is she like the media says she's not nice i thought she was lovely <laughs> i thought she was quite it's a lovely. very trick question yeah i know it's like crazy because of all those magazines they have like at the checkout line that's a kind of different kind of business you know yeah it's like you just pick me up and buy me yeah and you know i feel like to portray people how they really are, we have a perception of them through social media or through media. And then when you meet them, you have already something in your mind. It's hard to stay neutral and then just to accept the person and really take For them sure. in. For sure. Like if I would met The Rock, I'd be like, 
Oh, that's how you really are? Interesting, <laughs> right? Because like The Rock is like one of those celebrities that is, he's always almost neutral. Right. He doesn't pick a side. He does just his thing. Yeah. And he works really hard. And that's what yeah. he does. Yeah. I kind of appreciate that because, you know, when you follow him, then it's just, you know, you, you get what you follow him for. Right. But then it could be also like sometimes, you know, you want to know who that person is. Mm -hmm. And then the other side that everyone else doesn't know. I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like how many pancakes does he really eat? That's right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you work out a lot? No. Do you, how I do you handle you. stress then? Uh, because your days, are, your days are crazy right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. The days are crazy, you know, being a mom, balancing a career and being... You know, running your own business is always, always being available, always being available. And then I have rentals, yeah. quite a few rentals now and then doing the renovations on that. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah, it's busy. How do you decompress? I, I mean, the summer I like to, you know, go to camp and okay. just spend time with my kids and just do stuff outdoors and like to travel. And so mm -hmm. those are kind of, you know, times I think that, you know, you can focus on that and just shut everything off. Okay. I think daily it's a little bit harder mm -hmm. because it doesn't really shut off, right? It's kind of like moments in between everything else. Yeah. But um, I like to listen to podcasts and audiobooks mm. and... I, I'm listening to a really good audiobook. Right oh, now. what are you listening to? I strongly recommend it to okay. you. Um, I'm listening actually with Lisa together to it. And it's by, excuse me, American author. Where is the playbook here? Playbooks. And it's by... She's lovely. Look her up on um, Instagram, please, Joshua. Laura Clary. And it's a book about uh, C-L-E-R-Y. There you go. Mm. She is absolutely amazing as she just like, she. I think she live streamed like her birth actually. Oh, wow. And, you know, she <laughs> she just puts, she puts things out there. Yeah. Where, you know, she she breaks boundaries and she talks about, like, how women, what women do and what they put up with. Right. Right? Yep. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like her already. Yeah. And, like, she did, she voiced over her own audiobook. Oh, my. And she's fucking good. Yeah. She, like, she lives it. And I think that for someone who's doing an audiobook, like, it's super important that they do their own because it just but they gotta be good yeah you know i listen to I think another... it depends what what the context is right if it's just a a fiction book then mm. kind of anyone can read that but if it's your own story yeah i think there's so much more depth that you get out of it yeah you gotta live it like yeah. if i would read an audiobook i would give it all like i really would. i know you would <laughs> i I, ha I have a feeling yes. <laughs> and she does that like she does that and it's so entertaining yeah but then also like we know we're gonna be parents again in a couple of weeks and it's like you know we've been there we're not first-time parents and they might look they might listen to this and they're like holy what did i sign up for but it's just like you can relate to it yeah and it's such absolutely. a good topic it's, she's really good i'll have to look her up for sure yeah you should listen to the book if you can at all Right now we are in the chapter number two. It's just scrolling over. Oh, the places I have pooped. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I love it. Because she, she, she tried to have like natural birth. 
Yeah. Right. And that's all good. No judgment and everything like because it's not easy knowing what's going to happen because it's the unknown. That's right. And that's why I leave it off. Yeah. So back to you. <laughs> yeah. Audiobooks. I, uh, that's actually how I got into real estate. Interesting. So, um, you know, I was living in Barrie. We bought a house in Barrie because we couldn't afford Toronto. But then I was commuti- commuting back and forth to Toronto for all these jobs. And then so I was like, okay, well, spending like an hour and a half each way, sometimes up to two hours each way. Like it's a lot wow. of wasted time. And I don't like to waste time. You know, that's that's like a pet peeve of mine. I don't like to waste time. So I was like, okay, I should probably figure out how I can be an adult. <laughs> you know, I should make use of this time, figure out how to like, you know, manage my money or whatever. So... I picked up this book, which I thought was a financial book, mm. and it ended up being a real estate investment book. Mm. And that was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Which, sorry? It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, I think I heard about that one, maybe. Joshua, Joshua has to read it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And it so, is. and it's all about real estate. Okay. And so I thought it was going to give me some financial advice, you know, and I guess it does in some way, but... Um, yeah, so I, I listened to that and then one book turned into another, turned into like 40 books like after another. Right. I just got like obsessive and I was like, I just need to know everything about this. And that was all about like real estate investing. So that's kind of where it started mm-hmm. about eight years ago. That's kind of where it began. And then so, you know, it was kind of always in the back of my mind that I wanted to get into that. And then, you know, my husband had the opportunity to come back here and do the same job. And so I would have to like leave my career. Mm. But I said like, you know what, I know if I if I did move, I know what I should be doing because I felt like it just kind of was my calling Okay. when I fell into that. And so um, it, was, it was hard, like leaving a career that you work so hard to get it. And it's a very hard to career to be successful at, like mm. in fashion. And, you know, you work 10 years to kind of get yourself to finally a good place. That's a decade. A successful place, right? Yeah. You know, seven internships later, countless hours, like night day, like I just worked so hard to get there. Um, and then to just leave that all. Wow. Right. And to come back home to Thunder Bay, mm. it just feel, you know, it was a, a big shift. It is a big, big move. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, came with its challenges, but I knew I was doing it for the greater good, for the long term of our future family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I felt like it was a very selfless decision. I felt like I, I did. I did me for 10 years. You know, it was great for my 20s. And then I felt like, what is that next chapter of the rest of my years, what does that look like? And what, what 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 would a life look like in Toronto with kids? And how would that manage without the support of family and all this kind of things, right? Like, so you start to think about all those things when in your 20s, you're just having fun and living your life and taking, you know, up all these opportunities and- mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need to sleep. No, you right? just like- Sleep is overrated. <laughs> you're just going <laughs> off of, you know, the momentum- It's true. Of the opportunities of whatever falls into your lap, you know? I was offered crazy opportunities I never would have imagined, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, so I felt like I, I made that sort of selfless decision to to come back home, start a new career from square one yeah. all over again. Tough. Yeah, being a, you know, a mom. And um, yeah, so we, so we came back home and uh, I got my real estate license as the first thing I did when I came here. Nice. And um, you can do that online now, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you still can do it online. I was in the old program, but okay. Um, yeah. So I did that and then uh, signed with Remax. Mm. And um, yeah. And I've been doing that. I was top three at Remax last year. Ooh. So I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> 
So, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy flipping from one career to another, but like so much is, you know, transferable, like I was saying, like with the marketing and with my background and, you know, so that's where I feel like I really can, you know, bring something else to the table when it comes to like advertising and, you know, seeing a house and bringing the potential and helping my clients like get the most out of it, right? It's so easy to overprice a house, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just sits there. That's right. So it's like, like I tell my clients, like sometimes people are so focused on, um, you know, or you know, hot market, you know, private sales. They they're selling everything's selling, right? And, and I say like anybody can sell a house. Like any grandma can sell a house. You can stick it for a sale sign in the front yard, and you can get it sold, right? But getting top dollar for a house, it's it's not by coincidence, mm-hmm. right? There's marketing, there's strategy, there's pricing, there's so much that goes that's involved in that, mm-hmm. right? So it's true. So there's, yeah, it's never by coincidence. All those things are lined up for a reason. And like, we're here to do that, to get that top dollar. And we do. Mm -hmm. You deliver it. Yeah, that's right. Wow. How do you, how did you, you you said you got the license, right? Mm -hmm. And then you signed. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I talked to Vince. He was on the podcast too. Mm -hmm. And like he said, the first couple months were the hardest. For sure. I think it takes really like, five years to really build that foundation and even when you're from here and you know people that doesn't mean they're going to use you Mm -hmm. you know like if they're putting their trust in you with their biggest asset like that's that's huge you know it's not something that we take lightly there's a lot of there's a lot of trust that goes involved in that and i mean you know there's friends and family and everybody knows like five realtors right you're like in a small town Mm -hmm. so it's like do we have too many realtors i don't think so okay i don't think so i think it's a healthy balance i mean what is like is there there like an audiobook about like what's the healthy um the weight for the realtors to be around (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) i think like you know um the good good people always succeed you know like there's always enough room for great people so it's never like you know a lot of people a lot of times people think it's competitive and even in the office and whatever but you know what if you're good you're going to succeed if i'm good i'm going to succeed mm-hmm. there's there's room for everybody yeah. you know there's room for the good people they'll always do well so i don't look at it as like competitive against you know my coworker because mm. we actually help each other and we're better because of that and like with vince right yeah he's a great friend of mine he's part of the reason why i went to remax and yeah you recommended you to be on the show yeah <laughs> yeah you did yeah he said hey put you know kate i said no <laughs> Put it on. Okay. <laughs> I think I was having like a really bad real estate week that week and he, he felt bad and was trying to give me a little pick me up. So yeah. I appreciate it. No, that's but, good. You know, we have a lot of ups and downs, you know, it's not always smooth. We try to make it look smooth for our clients that everything's very seamless, but in the background, there's always a lot of lot going on. And like, we hold that stress that our clients hold, like we're holding everybody's stress because we, we want it to all, you know, go perfectly for them. And you know, go the way that they want it to. So, and there comes your experience into play. You know, you had those high pressure situations in Toronto. High pressure situations. And, yes. And you, you know, you are familiar with that. Definitely very familiar. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I felt like, yeah, everything was extreme there, you know? And like, if you didn't want to do the job, well, there's 10 people lined up to do that job for you. So, I mean, just get out, yeah. like do it or get out. Right. Like it's crazy. And sometimes the stuff that you had to go through, like, or that I felt like I had to go through when I was younger, you know, I had like producers tell me like, pull up their socks, like just do stuff that like was not okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? And I think that there was, there was big learning there and figuring that out and mm-hmm. just becoming stronger and 
saying no. Saying no and knowing what's okay and what's not okay and, you know, but. Do you you still get phone calls? (laughs) From Toronto? Yeah, I was like, hey, Kate, (laughs) we miss you. Not often, you know, um, I still, I still touch base with my friends and stuff there and find out what's kind of going on. But a lot of those people have kind of like left the city to kind of like do their own thing too. There's mm-hmm. a few of my friends that are still doing that. Actually, a girlfriend of mine moved to Germany. Oh. She's a photographer there, one of my best friends. Right on. Yeah. Nice. I know. Shout out to her. Best, best sausages over there. The bratwurst. <laughs> oh, <and> sauerkraut. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, I think like... Do you Have you been to the brand store? The bread store? The brand store? The no. The brand store? Like the, the traditional German grocery store? Here? Yeah, it used to be on Brand Street. Oh, no. And then they moved it. Uh, it's by that high school they converted into our apartments now. Um, by Hillcrest? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, blue and mm. white building, easy parking now, and they have like they have like everything: liver sausage, mm. <laughs> meat salad. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's like everything has to do with meat. It's uh, good stuff. Good. <laughs> what kind of food are you into? I'm not picky. I like everything really. Mm. Um, I like Mexican. I like to cook mm. Greek. I like you Italian. like to cook. Yeah, I like to cook when okay. I have time. I find like it's something that like, you know, in my slower seasons, it's something I get more into. And then in the busy seasons, it's hard because you just, you know, it takes a lot of preparation and it know, does and planning. Right. So. So I read an article today. The there's buyers who are worried they overpaid mm-hmm. <laughs> because supposedly uh on average right yeah i think we are pretty thunder Bay is pretty isolated we're pretty isolated yeah yeah we're pretty secluded we kind of like have our own thing going we don't really get affected by the highs and lows that toronto sees right mm-hmm. we're like we're always pretty stable you know we mm-hmm. kind of goes like this but we're always pretty good so you're pretty safe here generally yeah yeah it's still kind of is it still kind of hot out there it's hot, but it's cooling. Okay. We're definitely like the last couple couple weeks, like it's definitely shifting big time. I think like that's a matter of like the interest rates still rising and mm. lots of stuff in the media about that and that they're still predicted to rise more, right? So that's scaring people, you know, from buying that bigger house and moving up, right? Maybe right. they're just going to stay where they are. First time buyers are still jumping in mm. because like they have to. I don't think rent is, you know, any better if they can get their down payment. If they can buy a house, they're still better off to do so. But That's true. I think also our inventory levels are rising. So okay. I think like because our spring was so late this year, now that the snow's melted and the, and the weather's getting nicer, we're seeing that rise now when we would have maybe seen that a month ago. Okay. So more inventory on the market and interest rates, right? So now it's just, it's all supply and demand and that's starting mm. to level off and cool off a little bit. Okay. I think like it's still going to be strong until interest rates are over 5%. Okay. That's when you'll really see it like. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to go that high? I don't know if it will go that high. Okay. I'm not, I'm not totally sure, but if it does, that's when I think things will like really cool off. It's interesting you say that because I read an article too about cars, right? And gas mm-hmm. price mm-hmm. because people still drive every day. And right. it's like, what does it take for people to say, you know, today I walk because now we're paying $2 and something. Or electric scooter. Yeah. I just you, got one you have for one? Mother's Day. Nice. For yourself? My husband got one for me for That's Mother's Day. good. <laughs> nice. So I was like, maybe I should just start showing houses with this. Like, what, what, what would you guys think? Would you still buy yeah. a house as long as you if I didn't helmet. have a car? Helmet. Yeah. Nice. I have an electric skateboard. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. 
Yeah, I have one. It's like 2,300 watts. Two engines on each wheel in the back. It just goes 32 clicks down. Just goes, always wear a helmet. It's very, <laughs> it's very important because, you know, our roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those potholes will get you. <laughs> yeah. I, go, I like to go around Boulevard Lake. Yeah. Because, you know, they have those beautiful paved things. And so, supposedly you'll be getting a new park there this year. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah. The water park? Is it? Yeah, it is, it's right? Water. Yeah, something. Yeah. Like, it's huge. It's huge. It's yeah. like, yeah. And like it's sponsored. All Zodiac material or something. Yeah. And that, I think it's sponsored by, like, one of the main big Canadian companies. And, you know, I'm good with that. Because if they put it in a beautiful new park and the city says that's fine, I think that's really good. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't mind a little bit of branding. Yeah. As long as the kids can play and it's beautiful. That's right. I know. I think we need more things here for kids. There's yeah. not enough, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. Those things are like that make a difference. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's a lot of people who moved here from out of town and still work remotely? Definitely. Yeah, okay. we definitely saw an increase from out of town people or, you know, people that may or may be from here or that went to school here or they had been here at some point. Right. And then we saw them kind of coming back because they were given that flexibility to work remotely permanently yeah. if they wanted to or just fly once a month or whatever it was. So mm -hmm. we saw an influx of people from out of town for sure. And they bring a lot of buying power, right? different yeah. Power? yeah 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 they definitely do and i think like they're attracted to you know like front properties or the mm. access to that right a lot of them come here and want to yeah have that type of but it's because it's just not even an option there like it's just not even it's not even a thing right All right just so expensive what do you prefer do you prefer like city lake or like what is it those high towers where you have like i lived in a, a skyscraper in mm, toronto for okay. in a condo 27th floor view of the lake over porter wow. um so we did that for a couple years was it good it was yeah, it was fun nice yeah i think for like a certain time in your life it's good right mm -hmm. it's really maintenance free you don't have to worry about anything you kind of just like go up you have a great view you know mm -hmm. it's good for hosting um, but then, you know, when you have kids and stuff like that, it just, you, you want different things, right? Mm. Backyard and just functional living and storage. And there's just so many other things that you think about. Yeah. And that's with everybody, right? Yeah. Everybody changes their mind all the time. Mm -hmm. That brings us back to like, oh, now I want this house or I want that house. Yeah. It's crazy. How and after works. seeing so many houses too, right? There's just different things in different houses that are sort of neat. What is the average, uh, how many times does a Canadian move houses? Three every? to four, I believe. Three, four times? Yeah. That's it? Well, yeah. Buy, wow. buy houses. Okay. I've already, like moving, I mean, that could be a lot more, but the average is three to four buying houses. And then that's it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I think I've moved like seven times high. or something. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Right? In Germany, we moved like 15 times. Oh my goodness. We even moved cities too. Wow. It's like, you know, you get used to it. Let's pack it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's hard too, though. When it moved, is hard. When we moved Living to Canada, we sold every single thing we had. Everybody had one bag. Wow. We went to the flea market every Saturday. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, where you you sell, like, you can, you know, you just open a table and then it's like, like a yeah. yacht sale, yeah. but like everybody does it and it's in the market square. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's like each week, I was able to let go of something else, you know, because after all, it's just a thing. It's, you know, everything is replaceable mm -hmm. except like what, what you are. Yeah. 
It's so true. How easy is that for you? Like, are you, because you know, you, do you think about those things? Yeah. Yeah. I try to like let go of a lot of stuff and live simpler because I find like, you know, before I sold the house, we've decluttered and got rid of the stuff and just stage it the way, you know, you want it. And then once you're in that space, you're like, why haven't I lived like this the whole time? It feels so much better. My mind is more clear. I don't even need all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So like once you realize that and I find like every seller says that once we declutter and once we get it to the way it should be and stage it, they're just like, I love it. I don't even need that stuff. Like why have I been holding on to it for so long? But I think that, you know, we spend money on things or, you know, so we, we have a hard time just like bringing it to the dump or, you yes. know, so I always try to just either donate it or put on marketplace to, Hey, people in need. I am in a few groups, mama's in need and just say, if you could use this, like I, it makes me feel so much better about just letting go rather than bringing it to the dump or just bringing it to Valley village or something like right. that. That's if good. you know somebody that were moms and they're going to use it, mm -hmm. you know, I put some perfumes, like I had a bunch of, you know, designer perfumes that I hadn't used in years or whatever. And I just put that on marketplace. And this mom was like, I've never had a designer perfume in my life. Like, this is amazing. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. And I gave her like six and I was just like, yeah, like, I've, I, that, you know, it was cool to see that people still, mm -hmm. you know, cherish those things that sometimes, you know, are worn out in our lives. Right. I agree with that too. It's amazing to give. It's, I think it's the best feeling. It is such a good feeling, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've makes you want to give more. It's almost like, you know, it's a little bit addicting. So I, I, I always try like every season whether it's good stuff or my stuff is just like purge and get rid of it. Yeah. But there's always seems like there ends up to be so much more like with kids. With like, kids? Oh, my God. oh my God. Right. It's overwhelming sometimes for sure. And it's not even you. It can be family too. Yeah. Right. Because you know, family wants to give too. That's right. Yeah. And yes. you may, even if you try to downsize it, the family still loads it up. And kids are changing. So, you know, so frequently, right. That they're into new things so often that, you know, mm. that's why you get them new stuff because they're into something new. It's not just like us where maybe we don't eat as much. Yeah. I was came home today and he said, we are the reasons the polar bears are dying. <laughs> that's, that's deep. And I was like, shit. <laughs> you know and I, I was like he they they really they're really pushing serious content very early to kids nowadays okay you know and sometimes i wonder how much is there you know can they comprehend this yet all mm -hmm. is it good to talk about it probably yes very good but like i feel like i i try to explain to him like this is where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Like I was born into this world and everybody drove a car. Right. And it's yeah. like, that was a tool. And now we realize this tool is really bad. Maybe and we can replace it with the cyber truck, mm -hmm. but it takes time. Mm -hmm. Like it's not as easy. And it's like, it's good that we talk about it and that we learn about it. And I just like, sometimes I feel like I want to, I want to break it down to him. And give him a chance to like comprehend it, mm -hmm. especially on like on those topics where like you, he comes home and says we are killing the polar bears. Like, <laughs> like whoa. And then that might be true. We are right. I use my car every day. Yeah. But it's just like, like I cannot afford to buy a Tesla. No. Because I can't. I think it just depends like in your location though for thunder bay like we need a vehicle we're so spread out you can't just walk everywhere and mm -hmm. just but in Toronto. 
there's not a lot of need for more urban areas. Anymore, so I think yeah. like, you know, it's so different everywhere. Yeah. And if especially you have on the 401, you have that line with all the all the hybrids and the, the green plates can drive. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice. Yeah. You want that then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What's your favorite thing about real estate? My favorite thing about real estate? Yeah. I think like bringing to life like these houses sometimes and bring it to its best potential, mm. you know, and then, see, you know, having your clients see that, like, I really try to like, okay, you know, declutter, kind of stage it if we need to, you know, mm. then you do like the photos and the video and, the, you know, and you brighten everything up and you twilight photos and you just like make it look like a million dollars and they're just like, wow, like, mm -hmm. you know, and I think like when you're selling houses, I, I try not to just sell a house. I'm selling a lifestyle, right? Okay. So you're selling like everything about the house and what that would be like and give that buyer a vision of, of what that is. So there's so much more to it. So if you can add those elements like staging or, you know, make it look really cool or whatever, then you're like giving people a vision of what their life could be like. And it's people are buying that vision as well yes. not just the house you're giving them that perspective it's a perspective right, right? so yes I'll i think like being able to do that for for houses and you know buyers and sellers and being able to show them what it can be mm -hmm. i think that is something because i'm such a like a visual person and a creative person it just like i naturally just go there <laughs> like, yeah do this that or whatever and i show them you examples see it all, right? i can see it and most yeah. people can't even see past clutter or color on mm -hmm. the walls right oh yeah they can't, Shit. um, <laughs> you don't have any of that in here. Yeah. No, the no color at all. No the color. Oh, gotta go. No, that's branding, right? Yeah, that's branding. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's so good though. Yeah. Lisa always told me paint it, Michael. And I was always like, nah, because it takes a lot of work. And then I had, I had a cancellation and then I finally did it. Mm -hmm. And I only did it to the first, like with the beam there where Joshua's table yeah. is. And then I did even more further and she said, you paint more, paint more. And then we did black trim. Okay, I do black trim. But it's just like, you know, I, sh I needed to do this mm -hmm. and I didn't. And so long and now here it is. And every time I post, it's orange. Yeah. And then, you know, okay. It's, it's right away. It's like you think of you, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's so. It's so important. That's why branding is so important it's and crazy. creating that, right? Making yourself. Yes. You know, sort of an individual and independent and yeah. Yeah, it is. I did not think that way. Yeah, that's, you know? that's one thing I, I learned about. And, you know, I try to sort of set myself apart with branding and marketing and stuff with my own stuff and Instagram. And, you know, I just think it's, um, yeah, it just uh, makes a difference, right? Yeah, you did a post today buying VS building. <laughs> that's crazy. Building is expensive. Very expensive right now. And I think like it was you know, when, when COVID prices, like of houses just jumped up, it was still behind, but now it's like, it's jumping up with those prices mm -hmm. to kind of match. Right. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like your social media very much. Thank you. You have a lot of smart devices in your home. I, yeah, I have quite a few like the thermostat and mm -hmm. you know, does your dishwasher text you when it's done? No, okay. I don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we we picked it up. Yeah, yeah, it's going well for you. It's just like you know, I don't. When things break, then you make a decision. Either way, I invest a little bit into something, and it's gonna last forever. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I think. Or you pay less, and then maybe it's gonna go sooner. Mm -hmm. So like when I up when things break, then I really reevaluate 
is it okay to spend a little bit more to get what is really good for a longer time? Yeah, and that's that's the hard part. With certain things, it's not. Certain things, it is. Is you know, mm-hmm. and really figuring out what those things are. It is. Yeah. 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 Wow. I love it. <clears throat> Absolutely love it. You do it all, and then you do the the. <coughs> The, the rental properties yeah too, so right? we I have uh, a bunch of rentals now that was sort of always my goal and you know I never know if I I never knew if I would get there or not right you know eight years ago when I was reading about it and listening to all these podcasts and you know you just get so motivated and you want to do it and then but it, it takes time you can't just like buy a bunch of real estate it just doesn't happen like that how do you stay patient and how do you stay motivated <sighs> I I listen to like a lot of podcasts and I find like for me that's all like, it's all like business minded stuff like that and about real estate investing and I'm always just trying to like learn more and be better. Like I just think knowledge is power. So the more I can know about, you know, whether it's investing or real estate or being a mom or whatever, so many aspects of like things that I'm interested in, I just try to learn as much as I can. And then I just like provide that to my clients. Right. So I feel like with my investing stuff, like I'm super passionate about it. I'm an investor myself. I have 17 units now. Okay. Rental units. So, you know, uh, I did that pretty quickly. It took like, it took about like that seven years to kind of like get the first one going. I knew I wanted to buy like multifamily buildings. So to get the first building and then within the next year, I bought like two more and went mm-hmm. to 17. So like it grew fast once it was happening, but I felt like, you know, you have to create a bunch of like equity and the capital like get the money right so we kind of flipped a couple properties and mm-hmm. we're able to get that money and then we downsized and we live simpler we sold our big house so we you know there's sacrifice that's involved in that bigger plan and then so i knew yeah, people we, forget about that that's right it, they do they yeah. do you know you can't have it all i don't think like right away you know t- those are things all take time it's like focusing on what that plan is and for the bigger picture and like it will all come together and yeah so yeah we were able to do that and then Get a bunch of rental units, and now I'm um, just starting my first uh, Airbnb as well. Oh, I'm oh. one of them, so that's like it should be like up and running in like about two weeks, which Ooh, is exciting. That's exciting! It is exciting. I feel like really excited about it. I think because I get to like bring furniture and style it, and kind of like create this whole other business again. Like it's just, you know, it's just another creative element and outlet, kind of. Yeah, that's that, that's a huge that's market, like, right? It's all like in what I know, because like I know you know about real estate and rentals and all that but then it's still different because now i'm in the hospitality business right now i'm creating an experience for someone i'm not just four walls and renting it out now it's like about their stay and location and creating all these things that also like branding and how are you going to be the one that they choose and you know there's just there's so many different aspects that are involved in it oh, so i think like it's, that one <laughs> yeah i see you excited so, i'm excited about it yes. i think it's a lot right now like the timing you know wasn't maybe the best but um you know you just you just got to go with that flow um, when it happens, right? And with those opportunities and when they fall into your lap, I think. And that's when that's when the magic happens. Uh, yeah. I see that. <laughs> Before we go into that further, Monty T-Bay has a question. Michael, can you please ask Kate whether or not she thinks the market in Thunder Bay is going to continue to increase? Will it ever be a buyer's market? I mean, I still think that will increase. Um, I think like even in our slower times, if you look at like history, historically, like, you know, we've settled down and just hit like a 1% increase a year, or 2% increase. I think it just stayed really stable. But I think like with inflation, it has to go up. 
Mm. It has to continue to rise, whether we see some dips in there too. I think like, I think we'll see it more shift to buyers in a more stable market. I think like even this summer, I think that we'll see things stable out. I think those premium properties are still going to get that interest because it's a matter of supply and demand. And I think that, you know, we're still you know, heavy on immigration and we're still growing and Thunder Bay is one of those cities that is still growing. So I, I still think that we don't have enough houses to mm. like fast enough yeah. to accommodate. And that's part of the reason why the city is changing the zoning to allow more rentals and to allow people to put those suites in and stuff like that to accommodate that. So I think that will help, but what? I still think it's going to still those... continue to rise. Okay. All right. That's my prediction. But I mean, we're not fortune tellers. Mm -hmm. You know, the government could say one thing or do one thing and, and it could change how, how we act or something happened in the world, right? Like nobody expected a pandemic. Yeah. Nobody knew that was going to happen. So, you know, there's all, all kinds of factors that can, that affect our market. So we just don't know. Mm -hmm. And nobody can time the market. Mm. Right? You react to the market? We react to the market. Right. But um, nobody but, can time it. But you can tell, right? Are you like, you have like a feeling in your belly of like, ah. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I, I trust my gut, my intuition. Sometimes it's like, even on like houses of what it should be listed for, you know, sometimes I think you know what the right answer is. Sometimes inside you just have to listen. Mm -hmm. You know, and not let your mind over overtake that sometimes. How easy is that to break it down to the client? Like, okay, yeah, they don't know. They don't always understand that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just be like, well, my gut tells me. <laughs> no, so. that's not what I mean. It's like some people have expectations. A hundred percent, and it is really about managing expectations. <laughs> yes. Excuse me, my God is telling me this house. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a lot about managing expectations because I think like the media plays such a big role in what that seller is expecting. And that's not that's not real for every house that's out there, right? Just because the media is saying everybody's getting 100,000 over asking. It's like, well, that's not the truth. Like mm -hmm. all these houses this week didn't get multiple offers, Okay. right? So it's really about, yeah, I think managing those expectations and, and giving them the real deal. And, and telling that before going yeah. ahead with stuff so you can um, not have them just be let down mm -hmm. because there's nothing worse than like walking out and they're just disappointed, you know? I yes. just always want to make my clients happy. And and you do that. I try. Yeah. No, you do. It's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Monty says, thank you so much for the answer. I appreciate it. Anytime. That's awesome. You know, the, you know because people want to know what's going on. Yeah, and it's always changing. Like Every day it's changing. Like, you know, like anything can happen any day and it can it can change. Like the buyer market changes and, you know, how many buyers we have for those specific houses and every house is different. So, you know, you might have a unique house that doesn't sell as fast. Mm -hmm. It's true. Right? What would you tell somebody who is interested in like getting into real estate? I think it's a, I think it's a great career. I think it's flexible, um, but you also have to be flexible to it because you you know you work seven days a week 24 7 doesn't turn off like i have a really good support system behind me so i'm able to you know jump when my clients say jump or go out when i need to go out sometimes it's at midnight sometimes it's at nine in the morning something like it's all over the place right so i have sort of that support system to be able to do that mm -hmm. um when not everybody does do you think allow me this question and i hope it's okay do you think you as being a mom made you a better real estate agent 
I think so. I think it really allows me to understand what people need when they have kids and they're buying houses because it's very different from mm. when it I is. didn't have kids, right? Yeah. The things that you think about in a house, it's like it's storage, it's a play space, it's a backyard, it's location, it's a busy street, it's a dead end. Like there's so much that you, you think about when you have kids for like their safety and mm-hmm. even things like stairs, like bungalows are great because it's like you know even for pregnant people if they can't go up and down stairs like there's so many there's so many things it's, it's hard right that's, I know. that's very real yeah it's super real it's super real and you know you sent the kids upstairs brush your teeth <laughs> they don't show up for another 30 minutes <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, what <laughs> it's happening so I think it, <laughs> if it's just one main floor and it's close by then you know then you know you definitely know yeah it's, it's, it's just, just understanding needs right being able to relate to more people. What's your, what's your dream house? That's a good question. I think about it all the time. Okay. It's always like, you know, I'd love to build one day. You want to build? You didn't build yet? No. We what? downsized to like a smaller house okay. <laughs> across from my in-laws so that they can help me with my kids. Okay. Right. So that was more important being that like family unit at mm-hmm. this time. Yes. Then, you know, having that fancy, fancy house, which I still dream of and hopefully we'll get there. But you know, being able to build my rentals and that for the future is more important right now. So I'm like, I'm in like that building stage Mm. um, of all that other stuff to get that going before. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking about it? I'm always thinking about it. Nice. Yeah. Do you have like, you have like long-term goals? Yeah. Like I want to build a house, um, you know, in real estate. Like, yeah, I just want to, you know, be better and you know just constantly growing doing more for my clients like just i'm always striving to to be more and Mm -hmm. to get better and yeah we'll just see where that goes yeah right like who knew i was gonna you know have all these rentals or have an airbnb like you just kind of go with it yeah it almost sounds like you do have a plan for tomorrow Mm -hmm. you don't just live for today Mm -hmm. yeah i'm always planning for the future i think like with with rentals and investments and you right? like I don't have a retirement like I don't have you know a pension right so it's like I have to think about those things and put those things in place now so that I'll be mm-hmm. okay later right so I'm constantly thinking about what that later looks like and setting myself up for that now and trying to be really smart about it now yeah would you want to retire though is that, is that a thing? <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a thing? I mean, I think the way my mind works, it's like I'm always like doing so much and there's always something else. Don't you else, gonna get right? bored? <laughs> you're gonna be like at the beach drinking margaritas and you're like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I think like, you know, <laughs> there's a balance, right? Like I think like at some point, it's like you wanna really be able to enjoy that life, but like you wanna have things set up so that you can do that freely, like having rentals for passive income. Sure. Right, so that you can be on that beach and you're still okay. okay. And you don't have to be working. Like, or like, what if something happened? Like I'm only as good as I'm working right now, mm-hmm. but if like I can't work, right? So it's like about setting up these other streams of income yes. so that you can. Like yeah, the yeah. average millionaire mm-hmm. has seven streams of income. Oh. Fun fact. On TikTok. Yeah. Right? So, right? So, so are you, you on TikTok? I am on TikTok, but I don't really TikTok. But I did have one video go viral, actually, that hit nice. over a million views. What? But then TikTok took it down, so. No! <laughs> I know! <laughs> Damn TikTok! But then I had another video that hit, like, 115,000 nice. or something. And it was a house, actually, here in Thunder Bay. A okay. really beautiful house that I had sold last year. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Do you drive like down some roads in Thunder Bay? Like, yeah, mm-hmm, I, I know that house. 
Do you I'm a- like, I've been in your house. I've been in your neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been here? Have you been here? I don't know. Maybe you. I don't yeah. Know. You never know. I know. It's crazy. It is crazy. Do you think like houses belong to people ever? Or is it like a house is a living being by itself? Because you know... And I leave it off like that. I want to know what you think. Hmm, that's a really interesting question. I don't think I've ever really thought about that before. Um, I think a house is itself. I think that people live in and adapt to and change to, but then like they can also leave, right? Like you can make it your own space, but then like, you know, you think you're going to get really attached. Like my first house that we bought, I thought like leaving that would be like really hard. And like, I never even thought about it really again. Mm-hmm. Like once my stuff was out, I was like, okay, well that was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't actually miss it that much as much as you thought you would. Right. I thought the attachment was going to be there. Yeah. I feel like we never own houses really. Mm-hmm. Like this house is, I think a hundred, I don't know how old it is, but it's, it's I think it's old. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just imagine thinking about how many people have lived here. Yeah, right? right. And, and then, have lives and memories. And I know. And I'm, I've been here wild. for a couple of years and I'm just like, you know, somebody else is going to live here someday. Yeah. And then that's it. And you might live in another place and mm-hmm. probably will. Yeah. You'll probably live in four more places, apparently, according <laughs> to statistics. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It's absolutely, I don't think houses belong to people. And I think it's because, and I feel like houses are just, you know, they are homes and they're places of safe environment, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can sleep and we have a roof. And then it's your life. And then you'd go and take it. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it's at. Because I it's, think so, too. It's almost, do would you say houses are tools? It's a tool. Yeah. Sure it is. Okay. It's a tool for you. It's your business. Mm-hmm. You do a part of it, right? Like, for me, I have a, a home office. It's a tool for me to have have that right mm-hmm. but it's also a home it's also you know a place to share memories and yeah it place is. to be with my kids and a place mm. to create and recreate do you do fashion <laughs> still do you draw things still <clears throat> i was never really into the drawing of fashion like the design mm. i was never really into the design of it it was more just about everything else creative like the graphic design the art direction you know working in magazines creating photo shoots all that kind of stuff that i used to do with styling and creating those looks and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of that i don't really do that anymore and what i kind of realized it was like fashion can kind of go with you anywhere you don't have to be working in it for it to be sort of a hobby right you can still be involved in it you can still like clothes and products or like it's that that's just something i transferred into home design yes so now i'm more into like interior design and home and renovations and so like i think it just grew and evolved Mm -hmm. i feel like that was sort of like the younger self of me and then it grew into more home and something more mature that i agree with that joshua is filming i didn't know joshua can you pick up her her homepage, kate's homepage, one more time because you know and scroll up a little bit because now you if you scroll down just a little bit you know you have scroll down further 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 you get you get this we have the featured property, right? And then you also have, go down a little bit more, 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 more. You have, you break it down. Yeah. North side, south side, vacant land, waterfront. I like that. Well, I think it's like something that when people are coming to Thunder Bay, like, you know, they're looking for waterfront or they're looking for that vacant land or either side of the city or semi-rural. Like those are all very, you know, specific things that realtor.ca doesn't give you. It's true. So I tried to like kind of cater to those needs outside of that, right? Mm-hmm. 
beautiful. Yeah, some mapping and. Ah, yeah, I love it. I want a pool like that. Right? Don't we all? <laughs> I know. One day. See, that's that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm more in this. I'm more in the way you know you think. I rather, you know, we're getting a studio for this place. We actually we actually sold this house. We're moving to a smaller house because I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's similar to what you do in a way where you know I'm. I'm putting what I work for f in a way first, while still being in a safe place. But you know, I'm done chasing, chasing, um, like bigger, better, huger, upgrade. Yeah. I I feel like I I I realize this is not for me. I think when you have that perspective and you you know your goals and you know in the long term you're going to be like way further ahead because of it. Mm -hmm. You don't need like those bigger, flashier things now. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It's not easy to say, okay, now we downsize. No, it's not. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the ego too, right? Like everybody wants to be the highlight reel, show the highlight reel, right? But Yeah, that's social media. Yeah, and you know, but... I think like smart people do smart things and mm -hmm. yeah, they do things other people don't. That's right. But usually you do the opposite of what everybody else does. Yeah. If everybody drives left, you go right because nobody is there. You mm -hmm. just pass everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right. I think we are over the hour by a long shot. Are we? Yeah. Wow. Oh, geez. We rolled just for you, kids. Oh, my goodness. It's awesome. We, I really appreciate you being here tonight. Yes. Thank you for having me. I can't wait where you take this. And we definitely should do this again. And catch up and see where we're at. I like it. See All where right. you're at. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. We show you with a new studio. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are out and about. The Michaelinas will be back next week with a couple last episodes in this studio and then we're gonna move and then we're gonna open up and we're gonna reveal where we are going to be but tonight kate please all the links will be in the description below and find our youtube channel really good i like your content subscribe and then also on all the social media we have everything ready for you to find kate and everything she does it's all there with that we are out Thank you so much. Bye-bye.